Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's right, my talkers. Love is the law. Julia found her love of her life recently, got married. Today is her birthday. We're hanging out with both Lori and Julia. The state fair starts tomorrow. All kinds of good things around here. So one more hour of in-studio of Lori and Julia, and then we've got some state fair time coming up, you guys. I just have to tell you something. So excited. I know. I have to tell you something. So in the Star Tribune today, they did their 20 foods to try or something. And this, this feels new to me. Do you remember having... A deep-fried cream cheese stuffed olive on a stick no, with batter around it. That. I would remember that. Batter, doesn't that sound yeah, good? That oh, real good? They've this always one, had deep-fried olives, but I've never had the cream same, cheese. Same, but it's new. So mm, they take mm. cream cheese. It's like olive cream cheese from Burger Bagels because oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. And then wrap it in a batter and deep-fry it. I'm in. delish. Oh. Oh. For two. For two. We yeah. just we would each get a bite. Yeah, that's oh how you got to buy everything. I just want a bite of everything at the yeah. fair. Mm-hmm. Well, you will be able to starting tomorrow. And a men's club burger. Cannot yes. wait. Oh, yeah. The cheeseburgers. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's not rush things, kids. Let's oh, get back to so Hollywood funny. for a second. I thank you for letting us talk about the fair the day before. <laughs> yeah, well, we're you're done. so generous. We'll be there tomorrow, and it'll be plenty for everybody. <laughs> There'll be plenty of fair for everybody. But there's only two uh, late-night shows happening this week. Yes. Jimmy Kimmel and James Corden. Yes. And uh, James... Corden over the weekend, Harry Styles got the whole of Madison Square Garden to sing happy birthday to him. Well, remember, Harry Styles took over James Corden's show for a yes, whole week. Yes, So that yeah. was kind of special that for James. Cool. Yeah. But last night, um, uh, James Corden had Kristen Bell on and Jason Momoa, who is promoting the third and final season of C on Apple+. Plus. But, you know, we haven't really heard... A thing from him, you know, nope. he and Lisa Bonet split up and yep. he might have been quietly dating. There was more buzz about the fact that he was out very late at night. We're talking two, three in the yep. morning in the company of men and women, but coming out of late. And this was before they announced they were breaking up. Yep. So it didn't surprise Julia and I when they Not broke up because we were just like this is never good, a never a good sign. Mm-mm. And his rep would say, oh, filming ended late or whatever. But we're like, if you're filming, you're still filming at yes, 2 you in are. the morning. you are. So anyway, but uh, they've had, it seems to be a very amicable mm-hmm. breakup, which they were so crazy about they each other. They were so other. crazy about and each other. And I don't know if it's an, an age thing that got to them, you know, because she's like 14 years older yeah. than he is. They were so crazy, you know, for oh, yeah. or uh, whatever the reasons were. But I, it does seem like they co-parent their kids together. We don't have any kind of a messy 
Jason uh, Sudeikis, Olivia Wilde situation going on. So here he is uh, uh, telling, obviously, James Corden knew that Jason was filming something and spent a lot of time in the U.K., and had his kids and saw a lot of cool, cool concerts at that O2 Arena yes. in London. We were very close to each other in the summer. I missed you by just a couple of days. You spent almost the entire summer in Europe. You were in London. Mm. Loads going on in London this summer. You took the kids to see Billie Eilish, The Stones, Guns N' Roses. Like, I know how much those, like, I know how much The Stones, Guns N' Roses means to you. Yeah. Do your kids appreciate those gigs as much as they do when they go and see an artist like Billie Eilish? I mean, I think everyone kind of loves Billie Eilish. For sure. I love her, but it was a wonderful experience because I'm stoked that the Stones are still alive. And to be able to show your babies the Stones, and I, you know, told her about, I told Lola about Give Me Shelter and just, like, the meaning behind it and the beautiful woman who sang the, you know, and just, like, doing that whole little piece I I wanted to share with my daughter who sings, and she was just blown away. She was crying and I was just like holding her at the while we were at the Rolling Stones and it was just such a beautiful moment to like share with her and then we're kind of good friends with Slash and so the kids get to go see Uncle Slash before you go on to Guns N' Roses and how is Uncle Slash? Uncle Slash (laughs) Uncle Slash is the coolest he's the coolest man on earth and then he was kind of funny, you know, because he, he had hernia, hernia surgery oh, yes. the day before the Academy Awards. And he's like, you know, he goes, have you started doing sit-ups and stuff like maybe about Aquaman? He's yeah. like, oh, I'm kind of enjoying my quote-unquote dad bod for right now. Right. <laughs> but he just was like kind of, you know, sitting there with God. And Kristen Bell was just like. You're she was so like beautiful. looking at him, like you know. She's so teeny. She's tiny. teeny, and she was just at. You could tell she was delighted that he was her companion on the I couch. I love it, yeah. and it's in. Here's this movie that he's promoting too. It's called Slumberland, and it's a young girl discovers a secret map to a dreamland of called Slumberland, and with the help of an eccentric outlaw, she travels through dreams and flees nightmares in the hopes that she'll be able to see her late father again. It stars Jason Momoa, Kyle Chandler, and Chris O'Dowd. Oh, I love it. I Sounds love good, doesn't guys. I know we do. Yeah. Does that sound good? It does sound good. And it's not animated. It's in November. It's real people. Yeah. Thank I thought that sounds that clarification. Cute. It sounds very, very good. I thought so. Now, do you think, do you see, um, do you see the possibility of Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez Boating over to George Clooney's place on Lake Como and getting together with Amal and maybe having an out of sight reunion, or do you think they're not in the same circle? They're not in the circle? same circle, huh? Wouldn't you think Clooney and Ben Affleck would be in the same circle of friends? I mean, they're right there at Lake Como. They're having no. another honeymoon. She really does have the glamorous life. She does. Holy crap. They're back in Italy. No, they're, I would be surprised. If they, get if they have not an out-of-sight out reunion, because they didn't like each other during the filming. Is that right? Okay. Don't you, you remember that, Lori? I, I forget. And someone reminded us, we were talking about Gary Busey before, yeah. why he is acting out. He was in a tragic motorcycle oh, accident right. that he we totally forgot. To he had a Ten years ago, brain, brain injury. He's yeah. not ever been the yes. same. No. So there's that. We yeah. forgot about that. It, yeah. Well, no. Casey hasn't been the same since he hit his head on that truck. I mean, he became Rain Man with movies and music. It's just the most <laughs> incredible thing. Isn't now, that funny? he had to tell you what he had for lunch yesterday, <laughs> but he could tell you 
a lot of He's a good things. trivia partner. He, he yeah. But he never used to be. Isn't that funny? And he said, I was terrible at all that stuff. I couldn't remember Isn't anything. Isn't that funny? That, that I, something odd click like that in, well, after I mean, hitting he, your head? Yes, Julia. It rewired his, uh, you know, scrambled his egg, it so did. to speak. <laughs> but, you know, scrambled. to the, at least it wasn't like, you know. In a bad way. Yeah, yeah, in a bad way. Although it was bad for about couple, three years. I know. Because he couldn't remember anything you told him. He misremembered what he remembers. Yeah. That's what happens when people have uh, brain injuries. You misremember yeah. what you remember. And so you get quite antagonistic yeah. and grouchy and this and that because you're convinced that you remembered something that you don't remember. Oh, wow. I am uh, having a little moment here. <laughs> yeah. I had some football injuries because that happens to me all the time. Uh, quite and, a bit. And and so like you kind of have to, people have to kind of like, okay, that that's when I think Casey started doing transcendental meditation, meditation. to yep. just sort of like, wow, because it is, it's really a mind F, F <laughs> to go, think something, I, yeah, to, and believe to, it so strongly. Yes, and the, to acknowledge that you're misremembering what you're remembering. Wow, it's, it's a it's a thing. It takes a lot. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, I know. How many more life lessons are we going to give today on this show? We haven't even gotten to the <laughs> I'm fair. trying. I'm trying not to yawn. I know. I, oh, come on. We've been um, No, no. It's just. I mean, but Jennifer. Yes. I got to say this about Jen and Ben. They are blessed with the stamina of like a a, a wild stallions in the I want western a half stallion. of California or wherever they roam free. Where do these two get the energy for all of this? Back and I'm gonna forth tell you. And, I'm gonna tell you what assistance. Okay, Lori, if you didn't have to make a travel plan, yeah, if you didn't have to make a work plan, yeah. if you didn't, if someone, if just is arranging it's already everything, done, but what don't they need to hydrate, sleep, and satisfy their sexual urges? They still do that. I know, but, but it's all we on sure a schedule. See them a lot. We do. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm done with them for a while. Well, you know what? I just, I just, just wonder. I mean, you know. Where are the paparazzi are going to get a picture of him sleeping next? Oh, I know. <laughs> well, you they're walking through all the stores. You said that's what Casey looked like. Or my dad. Oh, yeah, in yeah, LA. yeah. yeah when, We'd park him on a bench outside. Yeah, on, yeah, there's all the, you know, with the tile and linens and candles and all this kind of stuff. Casey was actually, he just said, I go, I'm afraid you're going to break something. Please go outside. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's I got the in, in distinct no, impression that Ben was not having fun no, in the linen yes. soap and tile shop with J-Lo, but he was making an effort. He yep. was making an effort. He was. Okay, mm-hmm. listen, when we come back, it's time for the Dirt Alert. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Hello, Holly. Oh, hello. Hello, Lori and Julia. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Kicking off this dirt alert with some Real Housewives of Beverly Hills social media drama. Oh, my goodness. It's really something, isn't it? So, Garcelle Bouvet's son, Jax, yesterday shared some of the comments he's received amidst his mom's feud with Lisa Renna, Erica Jane, and Diana Jenkins. Uh, Jax is a teenager, posted an Instagram story video yesterday of himself scrolling through notifications for his most recent post that was dated back in July. That's where trolls have decided to leave uh, a litany of nasty comments directed at him and his family. He's 14. It's so gross. This is the one that yeah. Erica Jane 
said to get them sleep away. He was collecting like candles and flowers that his mom had asked him to go in and get because she'd brought him to the party venue. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I saw And Erica was drunk and supposedly, I think it's Diana Jenkins has unleashed the bots on this kid. Why? Because she's horrible. She is a horrible horrible person. Yeah, Jax wrote on his story too far at this point. And today, Garcelle shared on her stories a post that was from Jax saying that, I'm going to paraphrase because there's word, he's still a kid and wishes not to be viewed as a fully matured adult because he's not one, saying that it's his first week of high school. Instead of enjoying it like most kids at my school, I have to deal with being attacked on social media. Jack said, I didn't sign up for this show, nor do I have anything to do with the show's drama. I just want to be a normal kid. And he said, the purpose of my Instagram account is not for publicity nor the public's gaze, but just to be seen by my peers as just another kid. Now, he said, I really wanted to avoid going private, but I just have to at this point because of all the comments. Yeah, it's this Diana Jenkins. That's what they're saying. That the bots, Because she's trying to like defend like, like that Garcelle is just making trouble. And seriously, this kid, he couldn't even really... He wasn't. He said to his mom, I don't know. That lady just kind of yelled at me and used a couple of bad words. I, you know, whatever. He was completely not bothered by it at all. And that happened like three weeks ago. So it's really ridiculous. It is. um, You know, and I mean, even Lisa Rinna is like, okay, this has got to stop. But not a peep from that Diana. Oh, interesting. Now, is Diana going to return to the Real Housewives? I can't. I hope, not. I hope not. She has ties with Epstein. There's sex trafficking, allegedly. There's, she has a face that doesn't resemble the face she had 10 years ago in any way, shape, or form. It looks like witness protection surgery. Oh, you're hysterical. No, I'm serious. Uh, yeah, well. There's, I don't think Bravo vetted her. I think they were blinded by her divorce settlement. Uh, so she had the money to be able to support the lifestyle that Bravo wants to air yes, for this franchise. But they didn't look real, real close at her. And she's kind of a nasty piece of work, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, if allegedly, supposedly she's putting these bots on a teenager. Yeah, she is. That's nasty behavior. To defend Erica. It's gross. behavior. Yep. It just is. Oh, well, we'll move on to that, to a little okay. celebrity justice. Uh, Paul Newman's daughters are suing his Newman's own foundation. How about this story? I know this is this is naughty to me, but boy. Okay, so there's a new lawsuit uh, by Susan Kendall Newman and Nell Newman. They are two daughters of Paul Newman and Joanne Woodward. They're alleging that the Newman's own charity organization, from that, they're supposed to receive $400,000 a year from the foundation from a mandate by Paul Newman. But they're claiming in this lawsuit that the foundation... All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world, and the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms, and you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, 
Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Has cut those payments in half in recent years. Wow. And they're afraid that they're being pushed out by Newman's own foundation. And it's money for the daughters to donate. Exactly. Yes. So they're. It's their portion to donate. Roger Friedman wrote about this like several years ago about this Robert Forrester guy who's running the foundation and causing all kinds of problems. And Vanity Fair did a story about this guy. And because the five kids don't get any inheritance until Joanne Woodward dies. And it was the purpose of Newman's Own to give all the money away. It was, right, right, right. And so the daughters do not like that. They're like, well, where is this money going? Exactly. I would go crazy. Where, why yes. is there less money? Why isn't it the same when the sales are the same? They're worried that something sketchy's going on. Yeah, and that's why they're suing. So Susan and Nell are worried that Newman's own foundation is setting the stage to completely remove them from having any say Mm -hmm. on how some of the profits from Newman's own products are being donated to charities because they get that almost half million dollars a year to allocate as they see fit. Right Now, they're also accusing the foundation of contradicting their father's wishes and intentions for years. Well, because he wants like art. He was interested in arts. His the whole yes, the he wall was. Game, yeah, yeah, climate yeah. change. Yes, and um, so they just don't. They 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 need to be front and center of this charity as his daughters. I don't know how they let themselves get pushed out, but Newman's own children should be the front and center Absolutely. of Newman's own. Yeah. Now the foundation says that. More than half a billion dollars, $570 million, has been given yeah. to thousands of charities since it was started in 1982. We know that, and, but, but and, still, to have them... And Mark Seal did a story in Vanity Fair the same year as um, the Wall Street Journal reported, and Roger Freeman and Joe was yes, yeah, said yeah, yeah. in 2015, that there was they were not, things were not, as it seems, with this, uh, the guy, the new guy leading the board. So, oh, well, we shall that see. That they have to sue them. Yeah, you know it's bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll see how that lawsuit rolls out if it uh, continues or it gets settled somehow. That's to be determined. Mm-hmm. Uh, the MTV Video Music Awards this Sunday on MTV Naturally, and Bad Bunny is going to perform live from Yankee Stadium as part of his Bad Bunny World's Hottest Tour. Now, Bad Bunny is nominated for seven Video Music Awards this year, including Artist of the Year and Album of the Year. I sure wish they'd do a cutaway to Pitbull at the Minnesota State Fair. <laughs> Let Mr. Worldwide entertain the VMAs. From You're a so fun. Fair. You're so fun. Laurie. Is that Sunday night? Yes. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, well, uh, the VMAs, in case you're not at the Pitbull show at the Minnesota <laughs> State Fair, uh, Nicki Minaj, LL Cool J, and Jack Harlow are set to anchor this year's Video Music Awards. The Red Hot Chili Peppers receiving the Global Icon Award, and Nicki Minaj is receiving the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award. Yeah, and isn't she one of the hosts, too? Uh, yes. I think she is. And, and Johnny Depp is going to walk out dressed as a moon man. Okay, what do you guys think of that? I don't I like stupid. it. I don't like him coming out as a moon man. I don't think we need that kind of method mm-hmm. acting from Johnny Depp. Can't he just come out and yep. do a little bow and a namaste and wave at everybody and leave if that's what they're trying to 
you know, pump up his, you know, welcome back, Johnny Depp. Oh, yikes. Yeah, well, that's a rumor at this point. And uh, let's hope maybe it's a false rumor. It seems like I think MTV confirmed it today. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, but that's not a... that he was dressed as the moon man. Okay. So, well, that's still pretty yikes. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. uh, over in the world of Law & Order SVU, Kelly Giddish is leaving the show. Season 24 is going to be her last. But how about how they worded it, that she'll be in the premiere episode and they haven't figured out the rest. I feel like this is contract negotiations gone amok. Oh, yes. Exact details regarding her exit were not provided by the network. Yes. So she's a, she's been on the show for 12 years. She started in 2011 for season 13. Mm-hmm. She joined the cast after Christopher Maloney left. And if you are a fan of Law & Order, the, it premieres with a three-way crossover event. Oh, Grant and I are, like, we've noted in our calendar, but it's already on our DVR, so we think it'll just, you know, record all three hours. Yeah, well, September 22nd, mm-hmm. NBC. So <laughs> you got it in our DVR. Yeah. Law and Order, Law and Order SVU, and Law and Order Organized Crime. All three hours, a giant crossover event. I love it. Thank You've been you. warned. You're welcome. Thanks, Holly. Thanks, Holly. We'll talk to you from the fair. That'll be next. Okay, so I think it was a couple weeks ago that we heard that uh, Kenya Barris, co creator of Blackish, was going to reimagine The Wizard of Oz. So we didn't. He didn't I think say, it was out this day. But yeah. yeah, you yeah you might have been, yeah. and that um, that it would be getting getting a fresh big screen adaptation. But the way it read, it seemed like it could be on you know because there were like twenty some books in that series. Oh, the, the Wizard of Oz series. Yes, okay. yes, Pumpkin had. I actually read some of them in like eighth and ninth grade. There's this whole other world. We only see one slice in the Dorothy story. Okay, okay. So anyway, it just it just brought up about really in 1939 all the scandalous things that happened on what is considered one of the classic movies of all time. And in 1939, we got two of them: Gone with the Wind and Wizard of Oz. One hundred percent. So um, it just made me want to go down the rabbit hole of some of the terribly naughty stories that happened in the original uh, Wizard of Oz. So these are stories from the set of the movie, and these are not magical stories. So uh, basically, in a nutshell, I'm going to tell you about lewd behavior from cast members, drunken orgies, the abuse of control of Judy Garland, and um, just all kinds of other tales. So are you ready? Yeah, this is... Okay, so um, Judy Garland um, was originally... This role for this story was originally written for an eight-year-old girl, and Shirley Temple was going to play that girl. Um, But the bosses at MGM wanted Judy Garland because she could sing, she could act, people were wild about her, she had rising star power, and she was the darling... Of Louis B. Mayer. Mm. Yes, she was. Yes, she and, was. Um, and in this book, uh, The Road to Oz, it came out in 2018. Um, it was reported that Judy was considered pudgy and that she had crooked teeth and she had she was too developed in the breast department. Right? So they created this bizarre looking corset contraption for her to her for her to wear, which Judy Garland later swore was made out of iron and it held down her breasts. And then her long wig with the curls 
fell over, over her, her breast. boobs okay. to add to the look that she was younger. And she was forced to go on a diet whenever she went down to eat in the MGM commissary. Somebody was there to watch what she was eating. Can you imagine that? Can you even? I can't even imagine. And then the the Louis said she has to have an athletic conditioner. And this guy Bobby Cochet made her play badminton and swim <laughs> and hike and play tennis because they wanted her to lose weight because she was developing. And you know, when you're 15, 16, you're, you're developing. You just look full. Yes. You just look and feel full. And, yes. And then they they prescribed Dexedrine, which was in a, oh, a, yes. a drug new to the market in 1937. And it was originally intended to treat narcolepsy, depression, and what they considered obesity. Okay. Well, she was having none of these things. And the Dexedrine gave Judy the pep to do these long hours, but they didn't know how addictive it was. They didn't know about the adverse side effects, which included paranoia, insomnia. Yeah, it's definitely a form of Adderall. Right, and so then they had to start prescribing sleeping pills to Judy Garland to get her to sleep at night. This is when we heard about the up and the down and everything. Yes, Mm -hmm. and so this is really what happened. This is why Judy Garland had problems later in life and struggled with substance abuse mm-hmm. for years. And then also, they um, the makeup chief, Jack Don, they hated that her eyebrows uh, were too close to her nose that made her forehead too high, her nose too short. So they raised her eyebrows. Oh, in the movie? Just not they, in... No, they raised her eyebrows. surgery? They fixed her pointed teeth. Okay, I gotta look this up. And um, so they so they did all of that. And um, so she just, like, you know, really... Can you imagine the excruciating... No, pay, Everything no. about her was wrong. Then in... Um, oh, Lori, they totally did. Yeah. Wow. And then in L. Frank Baum's 1900 novel, that's when the the wonderful Wizard of Oz, as yes. the first book was called, came out. He describes the munchkins just as people that were shorter and than usual in stature right. and clad from top to toe in blue. And MGM decided they wanted to cast little people in the role. And they needed 350 little people to act in the movie and they they this guy uh, that somebody said i know a guy who knows a guy he his name was leo singer he was born in germany and he had put together a vaudeville show that toured europe of about a hundred little people Mm -hmm. and he bought some of the kids from villages where they were like didn't want to have a little person and the studio was adamant no little Adults, no short in stature people, no children. So they visited circuses. They sent out talent scouts. But this guy, Leo, had um, a lot of people. And if you'll remember way long ago, Julia, when we had the coroner yes, we on. Yes, we did. A man by the name of Mike Hart Robbie. And I feel like the, it, from Wisconsin. He was the tallest yep. uh, munchkin. And he was the one who sings... The, the, not only merely that she's really, really, really that. Lori <laughs> oh can do the whole munchkin thing. Oh, yeah. 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 So he was had a he was a prominent munchkin, yes. and in his book, 
Um, he said little people began to arrive in Hollywood when they realized they needed 350 by buses. Singer, this Lee, this guy was put in charge of everything, but nobody liked him. Robbie said um, he stole part of everybody's wages. And they the man got, we had in studio? No, not my, no, not, oh. no, Robbie is the one who said this guy, the guy Jeez. who was in charge of all the little right. people. Oh, geez. And that Toto the dog got paid more than the little people. Oh, oh no. Yeah, and that the reason why that uh, they all went so crazy, um, and we think of the joy they've brought to us, they astounded the cast and crew on the, on the MGM lot because they had... So much drunkenness, depravity, and wild sexual propositions. So they stayed at the Culver Hotel, which is owned by John Wayne. And that's where they all lived during filming. And rooms were ransacked. Actors were swinging from the rafters. One horrified observer called them in this book about The Wizard of Oz, an unholy assembly of pimps, hookers, and gamblers. (laughs) He said, I'll never forget the Oz makeup man, Jack Young, said of the Christmas party. Two little people really loaded, staggering down the studio street, holding a bottle of champagne as big as they were. The studio's chief of police on the lot had to bail out two female um, women charged with prostitution. And an inebriated performer fell into a toilet and couldn't get out <laughs> so little he got wedged in the Poor toilet. Oh, Ray Bolger, who played the scarecrow, said yes. we were all looking for him. And oh, you know how scary. It was. And the Wicked Witch of the West, you know, went up in flames during filming. Margaret Hamilton. Mm-hmm. She sat out for like six weeks. She was filming the scene where she disappears in a flashbang. Yes. And she was still on the set when the crew started the fire. It engulfed her broom and her hat. She burned her chin, the bridge of her nose, her right cheek, the right side of her forehead. Everything, uh, the eyelashes and eyebrow on the right side were burnt off. Her upper lid and eyelid were badly burned. She couldn't film for six weeks and she had to wear green gloves because her her skin on her hands were so burned she couldn't take the makeup. Oh, and the cowardly lion costume was actually made from actual lions. And Bert Lahr would sweat so much being in the hide oh, and the hair of an yes. actual lion that they had to clean it at the end of every day he filmed. And that lion costume sold for $3 million at a New York City auction in 2014. Wow, what a mm-hmm. deep dive that was. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the first oh. the first uh, Tin Man, you know, was Buddy Ebsen. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and he, what happened to him though? He was allergic to the aluminum that makeup. Was, yeah, and, and so he was someone re- would even put aluminum makeup on someone's skin. He was replaced and uh, by Jack Haley, I believe, yeah. was the Tin Man, and also the uh, the when they were running through the snow, mm-hmm. it was asbestos. Yeah, it was oh, the asbestos. Oh my gosh, you guys! I growing up, I'm sure like everybody. Thought this was just, you know, the couple scary parts. But it's just this magical right. movie where everything was yeah. golden, everything was great. Hearing that. Oh, we'd love to see a making of the, oh, the Wizard of Oz. Like, like they did with the offer. Oh, oh my God, it would be the most epic you know, behind the scenes. Right. Wow. Oh. Anyway, so just that. But, you know, <laughs> I hope I didn't take away from anyone's enjoyment from that movie. No, you brought more to it. Uh, yeah. All right, listen, we'll be right back. Thanks for hanging out with us. I just want you to, if you're looking for a trailer to get excited about, um, uh, Grant posted a a jazz man's blues, which is Tyler Perry's movie that'll be out on Netflix 
this fall, and it's set in the 1940s Deep South, and it follows these star-crossed lovers whose forbidden love is, of course, the secret. And so one is someone is black and someone is white, and it just... Oh, it looks so cool. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It does look so good. It looks so good. It was written, directed, and produced by him. Cool. Troubled Lovers, you know. uh, It also features the original song, Paper Airplanes, performed by Ruth B., Anyway, it looked really, it, it really looks good. It looks really good. He wrote it like in the 90s, the first screenplay he ever wrote. And he said, I just could never get it made until, you know, he made other movies. So it'll be September 11th at the Toronto Film Festival. And it'll be on Netflix. September it looks really 23rd. good. Okay. Yeah. So tonight, there's a new show starting. The resort. And it's kind of like a Ted Lasso show. But it's really in real life. It's um, Deadpool's Ryan Reynolds, and the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia's Rob McElnery. McElnery. Yeah, thank yeah. you. That's a tough name. Yeah, I think so, he's in catastrophe. Yeah, I like him. Um, they purchased a historic but struggling Welsh soccer team for real. In for real in the town of Wexham, the series is about spending time with the resilient players and the loyal fans who see the investment of money and talent as a possible godsend. And if only they can start This is the real-life Ted Lasso. It is. (laughs) And it's tonight on FX at 9 o'clock. Okay. And people say it's bubblegum fun. Mm -hmm. You know, but it's... I'm totally going to... It's got to be Rob, the the guy, Rob McKennahy, whatever. Mm -hmm. He's Mac. On, and he's the one who's married to D, the sister in in Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. He's hilarious. This will be fun. Ryan Reynolds yeah, combined. That's, that's tonight. And then cool. this other one that's been getting a lot of buzz is Katrina Babies. Mm. Is that um, a documentary? It's a documentary on HBO at 8 o'clock tonight. It's a first-time filmmaker. Edward Buckles Jr. was 13 years old in New Orleans when Hurricane Katrina struck. Mm-hmm. Devastating the city, displacing many citizens, including children. So he spent seven years compiling wow. this documentary, which uses confessional and ar- archive footage, first-person interviews, home movies, and it follows the fortunes of the kids of Katrina who were evacuated to strange communities or left to process the tragedy in ruined neighbors. It sounds kind of yeah, kind of good. And the other one about Katrina, about it's like a real-life reenactment about what happened in the hospitals. Uh, Have you heard that one? No, it's supposed to be really good, though. Yeah, it it's probably to, is. It's supposed to be good, but you're not going to watch it? No, I'm not. I mean, I've heard I should watch that catfishing, that Monteo. I watched guy. it. Was it good? Yeah. No, that wasn't the one I watched. I watched the the, was the NFL robbers. football prospect oh, that got yes. catfished. Have you Monteo. watched it? I've heard it's amazing. Yeah, no, I have not. No, yeah, it's supposed to be good. I've heard some of the other shows talking about it, but um, I had to get caught up on original Pretty Little Liars, original sin. You know, uh, I, yeah. if I, there's one. There's only one left. There was a real jaw dropping moment on season nine. Oh, all right. Yeah, 
All right, you still like that. Or or episode nine. But yeah, I mean, it's a good reboot for reboots as far as that goes. It's a good reboot as Mm -hmm. far as the reboots go for Mm -hmm. the rebooting. Yeah, you know. Just like we're rebooting our show at the fair tomorrow for the... um, Let's see. We didn't do a fair the first year, so we've been going to the fair since 2003. Mm. Gosh. Yeah. It's been a a day. And blame Julia for the t-shirts. She's already said that. (laughs) I'm I'm willing to do it. She's willing to own up to that. I'm willing to own up to it. I was trying to do a cool Minnesota-style t-shirt, and it didn't happen as well as I liked it, but it's still cute. Okay, here is the deal. If you're bored tonight mm-hmm. and you've wanted to put a pair of pantyhose on. Oh gosh. Um the latest TikTok challenge is the pantyhose challenge. Oh no. Where um you put the pantyhose over your face mm-hmm. and you put a candle down and you try to blow you up You can't. You can't blow it out. <laughs> the candle with your face smushed in a mm-hmm. pantyhose. It just looks so funny. Not unless you cut out the crotch <laughs> for your mouth. <laughs> It looks so funny. So you can wear them later. It looks for easy access. It looks so funny. I it looks you. so funny. And tonight, like you said, America's Got Talent. It's kind of narrowing down this week's. And we met that young Sarah. We Sarah won. yesterday. No, we want that. Like we just met her today. Sarah James, who covered Rocket Man. We're hoping she moves along. She's yes. this week's Chapel Heart. She's great. She's who we're cheering for. I mean, I can't believe I'm DVRing it, but it really, the way I watch it, it takes literally five minutes. It's a good show. I fast right? forward to just the cup. Like, I don't want to see any magicians fast forward. A group of dancers fast forward, you know. Although uh, they do some of the cool Yeah, I know, but stuff. I don't have time. I only want to see the singing. I do like the magician sometimes. I know, I know. I and can, we saw that one guy won, and he's got a great show oh, he, in Vegas. Yeah, there's some talented magicians on there, but yeah. you're right. I can get, I can go through the dancing, the group of like 30 people all dancing together. I'm it's like, this. kind of amazing, but I don't see how they're going to get a show. Because then you start thinking, how could this be a show people would come to every night? Right. You start thinking like that. Yeah. Like, this isn't going to work. Well, X Factor Extreme is never going to happen again. Because that one guy got... Hurt so bad. Oh, that was just announced today too. Yeah, I, I never watched that one. Not really. Oh, you no. mean the stunt man when he yeah. was doing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We yeah. watch X Factor. We watch X Factor. Oh, when... oh, I mean America's Got Talent. America. Yeah, yeah. They had like the stunt man that got really. Yes. yes. That's not going to happen. So they kind of yeah. There's probably yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. A little dangerous. But look at us all. Like we're still here. Yeah. Julia, you're the one that feels like today I, you've said all day long. And I, why has it felt like such a long day, your birthday? Because you have a birthday with your son. Oh, yeah. well, it's not just it. your day, but I mean, I'm just saying, you gotta, you got to get organized Double for that, duty. too. Are you going to go duty. to dinner somewhere? Or? Yeah. Nice. Yep, yeah. Gonna, yep. <laughs> I almost want to say, can you just pick it up and bring it home? Yeah, yes. right. I'm just, yeah. Aww. Well, you know what? And too bad. I why we don't want these clouds. They all need to go away now. They're going to the go fair. away. I think gonna... We have sunny skies for tomorrow, according to my optimistic beautiful Android day phone. tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow is probably <laughs> 75 and sunny. Can you imagine? That's perfect. It's, that we is, like it. It's seven. Is. Yeah, 77 with a low of 58. So bring your sweatshirt if you're going to be out at night. Perfect. I'm and by saying. the way, we do not have my talk sweatshirts for sale. We mentioned that earlier. Oh, we don't have we them only shirt? have our t-shirts this year. <gasps> I was told by Brooke and Justin. What update. kind of what kind of what is going on? So, we rely on buying a sweatshirt I at the know. My Talk. So this year we're gonna have to find something else at the fair. All right. Double up on your t-shirts. Double up. There you go. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Grant. We'll be back tomorrow. Yep.